Hello, you're listening to Reclaim Your Confidence, a podcast dedicated to promoting body positivity and confidence. I'm your host, Katie, and each week I sit down and chat with men and women who have different stories to share. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Reclaim Your Confidence, and you can leave me a message on the Anchor Mobile app. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any content and you keep up to date with the episodes. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get into this week's episode. Hello everyone, welcome to the second episode of Reclaim Your Confidence. I'm your host Katie and this week I had the pleasure of chatting with one of my very good friends, Bryony. I've known Bryony since I was at least 10 years old um, and on this week's episode we discussed something called MRKH syndrome. It's something that Bryony has and it's a condition where young women are born either without a vagina and uterus or with an underdeveloped vagina and uterus. Um, Bryony and I discuss how she was diagnosed with it, how she felt about it, and um, she just gives us information on what it is. Um, It's something that's quite common. It actually affects one in every 5,000 women. Um, So yeah, we felt like this was an important topic to spread information on. And thank you, Bryony, so much for being so open and honest. And I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. So Bryony has very kindly agreed to be on my podcast which I'm so excited about um Bryony would you mind sharing your story with yeah, sure. the listeners the listeners the world <laughs> uh, where do I start so when I was 18 I was going like getting ready to go off to university it was like middle of summer it was like July time and um I was just spending summer, you know, as you do, just hanging out with my mates. And like, just chilling. Like, chilling, just like, <laughs> getting excited about going to uni. And then um, uh, my mum came up to me and was just like, oh, um, Brian, just before you go off to university, we're a bit concerned that, you know, you haven't started your period yet. Mm. At 18, like, that, that is quite late. Yeah. Um, but there was like, my auntie was quite late. I think she was like 18, 19. So I was kind of like, eh, you know, it's probably just something in the family. Yeah. But then my mum was 12. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah, she was super young. So it was like polar opposites. And I was like, oh, I mean, I'm not worried, but like, whatever. Um, and I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I think to kind of get peace of mind for mum, I was like, yeah, sure. We'll go to the yeah. doctor. Make sure everything's normal. Um, so we went to my GP and then... Um, she was like, okay, so like, what's going on with you? And I was like, oh, I just haven't started my period. Just wanted to check if everything's okay. She was like, okay, yeah, that is quite late, but you know, it's quite common these days. So I'm like, all right, cool. And then she did an exam, a physical examination on me. Ooh. Um, yeah, and it was not fun. It's, I think it's like getting a smear test. Like, no. Yeah. Like, but it's. But you have to. Yeah. Um, so she did a physical exam, and um, and she was like, oh, okay, yeah. So it looks like you're just like enclosed. Mm. Um, and I was like, okay. She was like, so all that needs to happen is you just need to have like a little operation to like open you up. And I was like, okay. So like technically I wouldn't lose my virginity because it's just going to be opened up by an operation. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I didn't think like, about it like that. Yeah, it's weird. Like you don't really think about like all these little details. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, like that's a weird thing to kind of, miss out on and that's really weird but it's such a big thing 
for girls. No, I get that. It's a, it's a really big deal. So like, I was like, oh, that's going to be so weird to not have that like ticked off the bucket list sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, oh, whatever, you know, like I'll just lose my virginity to a pair of scissors. Like, <laughs> whatever. I was like, that's fine. Like, that's normal. <sighs> he was like, oh, we'll just refer you to um, the hospital to like an OBGYN. Mm. And I was like, oh, that sounds serious. Like, what 18-year-old has a lady doctor? Like, yeah. Like, okay. Um, so we went to an appointment. And honestly, like, the day of my appointment, me and my mum went in kind of thinking, okay, we're just going to go and talk about my operation, get it done, and, and leave, basically. You know, it's going to be easy. Sort mm. Um, We went in, and then she was like, okay, so we just need to get, like, an, um, an ultrasound. Didn't oh, my gosh. And they tried to, uh, the ultrasound was really um, hard because there's obviously, there's nothing there. Like, yeah. Me physically, there's like just gaps where the, there should be a womb, there should be ovaries, there should be a vagina. There is, there's just gaps. Like, oh my gosh. And the ultrasound, obviously they're like, oh, we can't really find anything. So we need to do a different examination. Um, they tried to do, I don't even know what it's called. It's basically like getting an X-ray dildo and trying wow. to shove it and like search around for something. Um, but obviously, I have nowhere for it to go. Yeah, they were gonna make an opening for me, and they couldn't. So they, when she was trying to do this exam, like it was in my notes to not do physical exams like that because that's oh really? Yeah, it was really bad. Mum and they did it anyway. Yeah. She was like, <gasps> Try and I was like, okay, and then it really it was painful, like so oh, bless painful. your heart. It was horrible, and um, and my mum was like, I can't believe she's done that. Like the whole reason that you're going to these appointments is because you can't, you've got nowhere for anything to go. Like it shouldn't have been a physical examination. Yeah. Um, so she was really mad. Um, but then the results came in, and then that's when my OBGYN was like, she was like, okay, so we've we've figured out what's going on with you. You've got this um condition called uh, Maya rokotansky kusa hauser syndrome. Wow. Um, MRKH for short, because no one ever wants to call it. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just like, okay. And I was still, even though she said this massive word and like was explaining everything, I still was convinced like, I'm just going to have an operation, that's it. Yeah, and that'll be the end of it. Yeah. Like we went into this appointment thinking, mm. I'm going to get this done, that's that. And then... So when she was explaining everything, I literally was just like, wait, what? I was like, that's not what I signed up for. <laughs> yeah. For an operation and that's it. But then she was explaining it. Um, but I mean, it's quite common. So, is it? Yeah. So I think it's one in 5,000. Wow. So it is. Do you think about how many people are in England? Though? Yeah. Like in the millions. Like, yeah. So yeah, it's mad. That's crazy. Have the same condition as me. And I don't know if I'm more rare because I've only got one ovary as well. Oh, wow. And they discovered that in the ultrasound. Yeah. So that's the only thing that they picked up in the ultrasound. They found my, my ovary. But it was only, they only found my ovary because there was nothing else to find. Like, it's just oh, wow. where a womb should be. Did they say, like, um, what caused it? Like, was it, like... They don't know any more information. 
no it's literally they, it's just a defect where I, I just don't grow properly and it mm. gets to like a certain stage and it just stops attempting to grow wow like, it focuses on like your brain and stuff and like it just kind of moves on as you're yeah in the um your mom's womb like there's a point oh. where it's like oh we'll do the ovaries and we'll do this and then if it doesn't fully function it just kind of moves on yeah it's like so, next hit next literally um, oh wow yeah it's mad but I mean there's so much stuff that like me and my mum were always very very open with each other about things anyway yeah like, the appointments now like I've learned so much about a vagina <laughs> years than I have ever thought I would know, ever. Oh. I didn't know that there's three parts to a vagina. I thought it was just one thing. Three parts? Three parts, because I've only got the first part. Oh, wow. That's like the first part that breaks, breaks. Like when you use a virginity, that's the first part. Oh, I'm with you. But it doesn't break because there's no like canal after it. It's just that. Oh my gosh! Stretchy like flesh. <laughs> How did you feel like when you like were you shocked? You like sort of know they I, might say something. I said this to mum. Like obviously, when you first find out the appointment, I came to your house actually. Yeah, I was about to say I remember it because we were going on holiday yeah oh wow yeah because i went to the appointment and then me and mum obviously came over like really emotional and like yeah it was, it was a hard day it's like that first initially finding out is really horrible mm. you're just confused and you're just like yeah i could imagine angry mum felt guilty because she felt like something wrong in the pregnancy and like it was just really emotional um so i think in that in that moment, I was really just angry and upset. And like, yeah. Um, but then, like, thinking about it, there was so many times when, like, my friend Holly at school, she would, like, talk about, like, what she's doing with her boyfriend. And she'd be like, oh, you know, like, Michael did this to me. And I was just like, I don't think that would work for me. You know, you just have, like, a gut feeling. Yeah, like an instinct. Yeah. So I would regularly, and I say this regularly, I would regularly, <laughs> like go to the mirror with another mirror to check myself and my mum I remember um I went to uh I had like a summer holiday day with like some friends in the park mm. and then I remember getting like really bad cramps and I was like oh my god this is it like this is my period yeah and I was like oh my god this is my period coming so my mum went out to the shop she bought some tampons she bought some sanitary towels and she was like I got both in case you know you don't know which one you're gonna be more comfortable with oh yeah, bless her. She's Your mum is such a sweetheart. I know, she's so good. And then um, she came back and she was like, oh, I don't know which one you prefer, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, because I'd convinced myself that this was the day it was happening, I was like, yeah. Oh, and I couldn't get a tampon in. Oh. And I, was really, I was confused and I was like, oh. And I was like, this is, again, I was 17 and I had no idea. Like, sex ed isn't great. Oh, it's terrible in our country. It was it was horrendous. So I was like, maybe I can't fit a tampon in until the period comes. Mm. Maybe that's how it works. To be fair, though, if you've never been taught that and no one's ever told you that, how are you no. meant to know any different? No, exactly. So I was just sat there and I was like, maybe, maybe it just like opens up and that's when you have to fit a tampon in. And I was like, but do they do that every month? Does it close up every month? 
like yeah. I'm making so I was just really confused but then like physically checking myself in the mirror mm. like, on the outside like outside like it looks normal yeah like physically it looks normal it's just internally it's it's not normal so when I was like checking myself at 17 like with a yeah mirror, <laughs> trying to, like, angle it well I was like oh okay I'm normal like everything's there yeah normal so I kept there's so many moments where I kept being like oh something's not right something's not right and yeah something in you just tells you that something's not right yeah just brushing it off and being like oh no I've checked myself like no I just, I just yeah it's like intuition isn't it yeah so I mean like, when she told me like it was shock and like upset and all this but at the end like then like a week later I was like do you know what it's like a light bulb it makes sense now yeah and at least you have that answer because I feel like maybe some people do it and they don't ever have a specific answer to it. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like closure in a way. Yeah, exactly. I just think there's, if this is one in 5,000, there's probably so many girls out there that are asking questions and curious and like, yeah, same thing as me and thinking, oh, I need to check myself. I don't think I'm normal. It shouldn't be such a big stigma to like hide it away like just yeah open it up and just say I'm not sure if right a hundred percent I agree I think that's like I'm so like happy that you've like shared that because I think like you say there is a stigma like why couldn't you be taught things like that at school like this can happen this may happen that sort of thing yeah I honestly it's not saying I'm not trying to say that like it's easy for boys like boys have a lot of things that they need to talk about as well oh yeah internally for girls there is so much going on that we don't know about like the functioning of like what yeah. actual function is like, I don't know what that is <laughs> something about fallopian tubes that I don't have <laughs> I don't know what it means yeah you so only you only really get taught it in, like, biology in, like, year seven and year eight. Like, you just get, like, a picture of what it looks like, what it does, and that's it. That is not talked about. And then as you get a little bit older, all they've really focused on is contraception and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that and the emotional side of sex. That's, they, they look at, like, the science of it. Yeah. Yeah like how it affects you and how it makes you feel and like I think that needs to be like looked into more definitely so it's really sad I was saying to my boyfriend the other week I was like I really want to be like a sex education teacher it's <laughs> like why would you put yourself through that I, was like, I don't know like I just feel like I don't know people you should talk openly about it and it's such like a an issue yeah when it shouldn't be it's natural like guys talk about sex all the time but if a girl does like you get this like reputation of being like a whore and you're like i'm not necessarily saying like i like sex like yeah i I just want to talk openly about it but it's exactly it's so weird because the lady that i had on the podcast yesterday she has a um she runs another podcast where she has women is that my microphone making that noise I don't even know. She has women that um, come on the show and they talk about, like, sex and, like, 
sexual experiences openly. And she was like, there's such a stigma around women specifically talking about it. Yeah. And it's like, why? There's so many different women. Yeah. All, we all have something different to bring. Like, we all have a different story. Like, I'm sure my sex stories are definitely a lot different to other people. <laughs> but just because everyone's story is different doesn't mean you shouldn't talk about it. Yeah. I completely agree. So, I have questions that I want to ask everyone when they come on the podcast. Lovely. So, the first question is, if your teenage self was standing in front of you right now, what would you say to her? I'd say, don't be worried if you think you're different. It's okay to be different. I agree. Literally just, like, checking myself in the mirror and things like that. Like, I would, like, get really upset and really, like, scared to be... Like, I, like, you are set. When you're brought up as, as a girl, you're literally set to be like, oh, this is what you're going to be like. Like, you're going to have your period at this time and, like, you're going to lose your virginity and it's going to be a massive yeah. moment. You have, like, a, like, paved path that you're supposed to go down. So I tell myself to not panic and don't brush it under the carpet. Just go and get it sorted. Yeah. Get it all weird. Rip off the band-aid. The sooner you do the better. Like, I feel so much better knowing that, like, this is my condition. Like, I have a condition. Like, yeah. I feel so much better knowing that. Because, like, if I had just brushed it off, like, who knows where I'd be? Yeah. If you didn't know now at, at, when you're almost 24. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I completely understand that. Um, my second question is, what's your favourite quality about yourself? Ooh. Doesn't have to be physical. <laughs> it can be... <laughs> it can be, like, personality trait. My favourite quality, I think, is my positivity. Like, if I have, like, a bad situation, I don't sit and wallow and like like when I found out about this my syndrome mm. I think it was literally like a few hours later me and mum are like cracking jokes yeah like I don't me my mum's exact same as me like there's no point like wallowing in self-pity like you're not going to get anything from that yeah. you, can't, you can't change it I physically cannot change it yeah so you just got to get on with it and I I don't see any point in getting on with it in a miserable way. You've got to just have a positive attitude. Like, yeah, definitely. So I see my positivity. I like. To I agree. You're very and a lovable person. You are. Stop it. I know. <laughs> I'm just giving out compliments left, right, and centre. <laughs> um, my third question. I don't know whether you want to share it. It's up to you. Um. Do you want people to find you on Instagram or would you rather keep that? Cool. What's your Instagram name? <laughs> I think it's Titch Abbott. Titch Abbott, yeah. Titch Abbott because you're short. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty Aww, cute. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. It was so nice to talk and you being completely open and honest was great.
I mean, there's and, so many groups that, um, about MRKH. Like, you don't even realise until, like, you get diagnosed with it. You have no idea this even exists. So if there's anyone else yeah. that you need to talk to, I'm always here. Even if it's Aww. not MRKH. If you're just curious about anything, I'm here. That's brilliant. Yeah. Aw, thank you so much, Bryony. Thank you.